Hello, and welcome to episode 79 of Constructing Comics, a podcast building stories one page and one panel at a time. On this episode, we have a breakdown of the following pages. X-Men 3, page 11. East of West, 44, page 3. Batman, 84, page 1. And a page from the newly announced Firepower, number 1. This is Matt, and I'm joined by Noah. Hey there. Hey, Noah. So this is pretty cool to uh, sort of go back to our origins of uh, page breakdowns. We've been doing a lot of interviews and a lot of, uh, you know, issue breakdowns, but this is how we, this is how we initially started off the podcast. So this is pretty exciting. Yeah, it's been a hot minute and I'm, I'm happy to get back on this train. All right. So the first page we're going to look at is from X-Men 3. And uh, this is we we've we've discussed a lot of X Men here. So are you able to to see my screen here? Yeah, and I, I got it on my phone too. Okay, cool. So X Men three, we are uh, back to the the uh, the events of House of X and Power of X. We uh, were introduced to a new set of villains. So uh, why don't you uh, start us off with what you think about this page here? Oh, it's hilarious. It's, it's really funny. It's, it's, um, a little, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty broad humor for Hickman normally, but like, it's still like, you know, his brand of just sort of weird humor. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's sort of like a a classic comedy setup and uh, I do like how it's played out with sort of a pause for effect with one panel and then, you know, a good follow up. Yeah, it's a good page. Yeah, and we've talked a lot about the sort of the uh, the pages and the panels that are the same size that give you that consistent one, two, three, and in this case, it's one, two, three, four. So we have yeah. two sort of like smaller beats, and then like uh, we get a close up in that like you, makes you concentrate on this lady's face, where like the most comedic moment of the page happens. So that 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 slows you down, so that you make sure that you 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 hit you you hit that joke so i i thought that was pretty good um design yeah. there yeah that was a nice design of the close up going to uh, on the uh i can't remember what this horticultural uh character's name is is this pearl i can't remember yeah, um, it was like pearl opal and and somebody else yeah but the close up on her face and then cut to a you know a, a sort of a, a medium shot of uh emma scott and uh and sebastian shaw and uh their reaction to her joke uh, i also like the the symmetry on this page mm-hmm. uh, there's a nice middle line you know down the center of the page and it's reflected on both sides of the composition obviously the last four panels are just the same three characters but the first two panels that are side by side on the top of the page have this nice reflection symmetry to it where it's you know, how your eye is led down is just in these fast cuts, you know, as to keep like the comedy momentum, you know, like you're not supposed to spend too much time on this page. And, uh, you know, the best way of doing that is usually just centering composition. Yeah, actually, I didn't notice that until you pointed it out. But the 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 lady with the gray hair is lined up on Cyclops, the, the lady with the grayish black hair is lined up on Sebastian Shaw and then the the African-American lady she's lined up on on Emma so yeah. there's a even though the 
the bottom four panels are the most consistent panels. There's still some consistency with that top one and two panels. There's also a great, you know, again, to keep it not too bland, you know, there's a, it's the, the last four panels aren't from the same angle. All like, you know, aren't from like this, aren't the same, you know, exact size as each of them. I mean, as far as like the frame goes, mm-hmm. it's like the camera is pulling back as Sebastian yeah. Shaw gets closer. Mm-hmm. And um, that creates this nice upside down pyramid effect going down the page to the last panel. And that's just always, you know, we always talk about changing the, the pattern to make the biggest impact at the, at the bottom of the page or the bottom of the panel. And that's just a good way of doing things. You know, it's, it's symmetric, you know, as far as like, you know, the, the symmetry of the page is there. So it keeps your eye consistently just bam, bam, bam down the, down the line of panels, but also having this nice, you know, cone drawing your eye all the way down to the last panel is, is pretty great. And then the, the letterer also keeping, you know, the, the dialogue in roughly the same place as well makes your eye just sort of flow down and easier to get from panel to panel as well. Mm-hmm. It's just a, yeah, it's a well-constructed symmetrical page. Yeah, and it's also sort of like uh, the way the characters are reacting and the speech bubbles are, um, the word balloons are um, interacting with those. Like Cyclops is uncomfortable. Yeah. He's not saying anything. Sebastian Shaw is snickering in the background. He's not saying anything. So we, as we go left or right, we're, we're getting their reactions. The, the, the third panel, there's, there's, no, there's no speech bubbles or any word balloons there. Um, and it's, yeah. it's Cyclops uncomfortable, Sebastian Shaw enjoying himself, Emma shocked. Um, and yeah, we go, yeah, it's basically the pause for a laugh track panel. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's, as you said, we get the pyramid moving downward um, and Sebastian Shaw sort of is moving closer to us um, through the, the bottom four panels. Yeah. I guess it's a better way of describing it is like a funnel. So your eyes funneling down to the bottom of the page. And then what's interesting here is that the word balloon is what's leading you, you know, from left to right off the page on the final panel. Yeah, and there's no backgrounds here. So this is all Um, sort of making us not be distracted by, I mean, we know where they are due to the the previous pages that we read, but this is all about the, 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 was it six people that are in this conversation? There's, you know, nothing to distract us from, from that. Yeah, you know, this is a, this is normally like a flyover page, but even on like, you know, the flyover pages you like, you know, that you usually speed through, there's always something to dissect there because our artists, the artist, the writer, the letterer, the colorist, they still work hard on these pages. Yeah. So do you have any, uh, any more thoughts on this page? Um, as we, as we uh, move on, I, this was one of the, few pages in a long time that's made me uh, laugh out loud but this one actually accomplished that i love this whole issue I'm, i've i mean i'm not kept up with all the x titles right now but x-men at least i really liked how each issue is sort of its standalone thing mm-hmm. kind of like what hickman established with powers and house so i like how each issue tells its own story but this page has a beginning middle and end as well you know um, this, this whole page right here, even as simple as it is, it, it tells a complete story. 
of like, you know, these characters and in a way that's like a mini arc for people, you know? Yeah. And I, I, I like seeing that in comics and it just goes to show the master, the master that Hickman is, but also that, uh, uh, that you, and I think, it, I can't remember who's coloring this, um, but you know, and the letterer, all of them are just master storytellers and creating a whole story on just one page. Yeah, and it's it's pretty great that, uh, you know, three issues into this reboot of X-Men, we still have that dynamic of, you know, Scott's uncomfortable with, you know, somebody saying something about Emma's appearance you know because he's has involvement with with her in the past and yeah you know sebastian just laughing in the back you know you know new arc but it's still playing to those old x-men um you know tropes that we have yeah like we talked about in powers and house hickman knows how to write these characters he knows their archetypes and their their key characteristics and he knows how to stay true to them in new in new ways, you know, and in new scenarios. So yeah, no one acts out of character here, which again, just sort of adds to the whole, you know, this is a complete story in one page and in, in one issue, that's a complete story. I really love that. Yeah. All right. So let's look at the, the next page, which is our East of West page. This is yeah. uh, East of West. This is uh, issue 44 and this is page three. And we're getting towards the end of the, the storyline here and uh, east of west so there's a lot of action and i thought it was good that we had sort of the the talking heads page and the you know the comedy and then to show an action page here so um you know we have two two forces squaring off here um and lots of action lots of uh lines to lead the eye lots of uh motion lines so so what do you think about this page here yeah, this is, you know, like we talked about on the last page, that one was just divided down the center just to keep your eye moving. This, because there's very, like, there are only two panels with, you know, with uh, with lettering in them mm-hmm. and uh, very, very sparse narration on this. Um, so the, the, so this, um, I cannot remember the name of this artist who worked on East to West. Um, it's uh, Nick Dragata. Nick Dragata, his, you know, this is the epitome of dynamic composition in comics right here. Like this is the Marvel way to the max, you know, you have so many lines going back and forth and zigzagging across the page, leading your eye down to the final panel. And then again, off the page to the next panel. Um, It tells a complete story again, like the last page does of course, but it's, you know, it's a different story. It's a great battle sequence and you get the scape, the scope, the scale, like, you know, the level of violence, you know, how claustrophobic it, like, you know, how it's, it's open and spacious at the first panel. And then by the end, it's very claustrophobic and tight in on itself. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, there's a lot going on here and I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to get into it and break it down. Yeah. So one thing I really liked about it was uh, first panel's wide mm-hmm. and it's, it's going down and it's, yeah, it's a top down. Us, it's yeah. leading us directly into that second panel and we're still I, I that's sort of like medium like action like the the two forces are you know clashing that's the the, the point of impact and then the 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 last three is just chaos it's just you know fast pace you know not a lot of detail on the figures it's just it's all about like the the in close 
uh, fighting action. So I thought that that was yeah. that was really good um, design. Yeah, I love the the so like there's the separation between the two armies in the first panel, and there's this nice archway, like you know, sort of half arch, mm -hmm. guiding your eye like in between the two armies from about the middle left to the bottom right, and then into that you see the. Like, you know, the, the second panel is like organized around the central figure with the sword and the gun. And he's, you know, he's going from right to left. So your eye starts going right to left at that point And you follow the soldier that with the giant axe down to the other soldier with the rifle. And then you follow that rifle into where that blast from the rifle is going. And it's the hands of another soldier. And then you follow those hands down to the next panel, which is below that, the third panel. And then, of course, there's this nice forward momentum from left to right on that panel where you see more of, a, like again, a, a down from left, sorry, so up from left, down to right um, composition, then back up again on the next panel with the face of one soldier looking down at another screaming, finishing on another up from left down to right and off the page panel, which is the final little thing. I just love how detailed the composition is and how, like, you know, it's, when you look at it, your eye moves through it flawlessly, but there's just so much going on. And it's sort of, you know, you want to think about like, you know, how's that happening with so much that's happening? How's my eye able to move through this so easily? And it's just great composition. Yeah, and this is one of these pages that you would read fast because- uh, yeah. You know, it's it's action packed. There's not a lot of not a lot of text, not a lot of uh, you know people talking. Um, but when you when you go back and you break it down, as we're doing now, this is where you see all of the the storytelling. I think one thing that's really cool is that if we look at panel one and panel two, which are both wide, um, the 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 army in red, and then the army that's sort of in that grayish white color. Um, the the army in red is sort of towards the left side coming up and the army that's in the grayish color is sort of towards the the right side and that's the same position that they take in in, in panel two yeah and then when we go when we go two when we go three four and five um we can make out kind of who is who but the 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 coloring has changed so it's just sort of it's not really armies anymore it's just sort of like that one-on-one -on -one individual battle that's that's going on in this mass of, of of armies fighting yeah and that's that's good action storytelling right there um there's this great youtuber named patrick willems on youtube and he has this great action movie series of you like you know breaking down what what makes good action sequences in films mm -hmm. and he's a pretty avid comic book reader himself as well but he talks about, like, I think in the first series he did on action sequences, he talked about geography and how important it is, you know, where your characters are at all times. Then, of course, after that, you know, there's the Bruce, there's not the Bruce, sorry, the, the Jackie Chan way of like action storytelling, mm -hmm. where he talks about how if he's fighting a guy in black, he needs to be wearing white, that kind of thing, you know? Mm -hmm. um, it's like in Star Wars, right? So, you know, if, if Darth Vader's in black, Luke Skywalker needs to be wearing something closer to white so that you understand who's fighting when, especially in a darker area. And, you know, it doesn't get muddy as to who's what. So creating great silhouettes and then also 
those silhouettes based on their location. So, you know, in, in classic storytelling, good guys, bad guys come from the left, good guys come from the right. This is a little more nuanced than that because it's Jonathan Hickman writing again and those lines are blurred. But again, knowing which way, like, you know, committing from a direction from where these characters are coming so that your characters aren't confused, your reader isn't confused as to who's fighting who. Especially when we get into this third panel where all it is is silhouettes when all these soldiers finally clash and meet. And it's just an explosion of just, you know, muddy blackness. But we still know who's who and what side is on which side. And that doesn't interrupt our eye from moving smoothly through this, you know, through this page. So there's a lot being done right here, according to like, you know, good storytelling. Yeah, and so is this the this is a, is this the one eighty rule or is this not the one eight one eighty rule? Because everybody stays in their position. Like, so do do I have that? Uh, am I understanding that correctly? That is, yeah, that's that's the one eighty rule. Yeah, yeah. At least I think it is. It's been a while since I've I've always that was always something that confused me because then I would watch movies that would break the one eighty rule all the time. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Like there are a lot of filmmakers that do not care about the 180 rule. And this page is clearly a, as we go, we get closer and closer to the intensity, you know, with the last panel just being, you know, you know, teeth and, and, and chaos and, and those sort of upward um, motion lines are, are weird because normally, you, you know, your motion lines are either, you know, presenting motion like coming at you or left or right these are these are just sort of up the down motion lines but they they go really well with sort of the the axe strikes and the uh the third panel yeah i like how there's a nice like like uh, a gradual descent into the you know the the more muddy blackness of the inks you know there's like barely any pure blacks on the first panel and then on the second panel, there's like, you know, about, you know, it's like 75 very clean lines, you know, 25% is like inky blacks with some sort of like sketchy, you know, ink splatters in the background and things. And then by the fourth panel, the majority of it, it's like, it's switched to like 50, 50, you know? Yeah. And uh, a little more than that, like 60, 40 almost, or, you know, and then by the, you know, the next panel that's all that it is and then the next panel after that that's all that it is again just a great it's a it's a visceral page of a battle sequence yeah and so as we were talking about this i was thinking back about some uh past interviews i've heard with hickman and uh a little bit probably with dragata so i don't think he writes this in the same style as he writes uh the x-men books okay. i think these are a little bit more free form where he tells Trugata like what's going to happen in the issue and then he may go back and, and then script it a little bit but it's interesting that this is um you know hickman's known as sort of like the this world builder this um you know wordy writer and this is this has got three caption boxes, narration boxes here. So that, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, that's, that, that's a writer respecting the, uh, the artist's storytelling right there. And that's, you know, uh, you know, that's the difference between someone like Jonathan Hickman and, of course, like Stanley, right? You know, like uh, they're, they're using the Marvel method, but, you know, Hickman doesn't feel the need to have to fill each page up with some dialogue, you know? Um, 
and of course Stanley's on the like you know opposite end of the spectrum of course and then there's sort of like maybe Hickman or like Warren Ellis or, or Greg Rucka like those guys who do sort of the Marvel method with how they write with their with their artists sometimes and they they just let the artists you know do their thing yeah uh, and, some pages. and so for for a fight scene um I mean, then that's perfect opportunity for for show don't tell. Like these people yeah. aren't going to yell, "I'm going to shoot you with my sword," and the other guy's right. not going to yell, "I'm going to stab you with my, my with my axe." So, like yeah, that's yeah. that's a perfect opportunity for letting the artist shine right there. Yeah, I also love how um, the letterer placed those two box those two uh, those two text boxes at the top really mm-hmm. well. Like he fitted in perfectly between the the blasters of two columns at the top left. Mm-hmm. I really like that. That's just good lettering right there because this is a this is a, I would imagine would be a hard page to like you know figure out where to put lettering because it's so full. Like each panel is so full, you know. And he also does it in a nice descending matter from left down to right the letter boxes on the first panel so that your eye, you know, follows the composition. Yeah, I was going to point that out that it's a nice diagonal that makes you makes you feel at ease when you're when you're reading it. Yeah. Um and it also goes with that sort of descent from you know, wide action to intense close combat. Yeah, I also like how you know, it's it's a very smooth composition as far as the curves go, but there's still enough to keep it interesting. You know, it's not too smooth. Mm-hmm. Like I like how the, the the blasts from the rifles in the first panel don't really like you know follow a straight. You know, don't follow the curve perfectly. You know, but at the same time they do. You know, like it's a clever way of like you know one one blast from the rifle will go almost like in the opposite direction of where your eye's supposed to go, but then where that's leading to leads you back, you know, to the composition. And there's a lot of that going on in the other panels as well. Mainly the first three. Yeah. And uh, so while we were talking about this, I was thinking this is a lot like uh, um, the most of the manga that I've been exposed to is Akira. And like, yeah. you know, here are these, the way I read them are these massive sort of like 400 page, uh, you know, books, but there's the, the action is so quick that you just sort of like page, 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 and you're, and you're flying through it. And this is very much in that style where it's, um, you know, we're taking in the imagery and we're just moving really fast through it. So um, that, that takes a lot from this style. So that's kind of cool that, we have yeah. Hickman doing sort of, you know, Western comics, you know, in the in the Marvel way, and then here he's doing sort of like your your manga style. Let's let's do fast action, lots of motion lines, lots of you know fighting. Um, not to say that there's not fighting in in a, in a superhero book from from the states, but this is one writer and showing you that you can you can do it in in many different styles. I also like how um, I actually I, the first, the you know the first thing I thought of actually when I saw the fourth panel, which is the two faces facing each other, and how clear their expressions are, like the fear of the mm-hmm. face on the left, and then the anger and like ferocity of the face on the right. I, they really remind me of some Otomo 
these like drawings right there like that especially that one up left that looks like an akira panel um yeah so i i, I definitely agree with you there all right so let's uh let's go into to batman shockingly we're we're talking about hickman and uh tom king tom king books here but uh this is uh page one from uh batman 84 um and this is part 10 of the city of bane arc um so here i thought this one was interesting because uh this is sort of a combination of the two pages this is uh this could very easily be a talking head page, but this is not a talking head page. This is uh, sort of two people squaring off and then fighting. Um, so I, I thought this one was sort of similar to to the East of West page. But uh, what do you think about this page here? It's yeah, it's similar to the East of West page, but it's also it's it's I think it's more similar to the you know, the first one we talked about, now that I look at it, again, center compositions, so that each panel has, you know, like a, a very clear center, so your eye moves through it pretty fast, mm -hmm. but you still, like, it's kind of cool that what slows your eye down on this page more than anything are the titles, which I think is really cool for them, and Tom King does this a lot, where, like, he'll use the titles of the books, like, to keep your eye you know, like, you know, he does it like a really creative way. He did it in, you know, Mr. Miracle and he did it in all of his Batman books and in Sheriff of Babylon mm -hmm. where he almost like uses everything and the, on the page to its full advantage. So having, you know, the DC comics presents then like, you know, city of Bane part 10 then all the other credits, you know, on the, the last page. Um, it's kind of cool that he uses that to slow your eye down. You know, again, you can use, you know, there are no rules in comics as to what you can't and you can't use to lead the eye around and to play with time, which is a big thing with Tom King as well as to play with time in comics. So it's, yeah, it's cool to see that. Yeah, I, uh, that's, that's pretty interesting that you brought it up that, uh, you know, title, title cards, I don't know if that's the right thing, but sort of the graphic for the title slows you down the uh yeah. the the dc comics presents and then the the creative team slows you down and then you obviously get that that big impact moment um so that that's 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 pretty interesting um it would be nice to see if that was sort of thought out in the in the script or if that yeah. was that was uh a choice by uh Jorge uh Farnes there but uh either way it's it's pretty great yeah, I would like to think, yeah, it was either, yeah, like it was, yeah, Tom King or Clayton Cowles, you know, those people thinking about it. It's very reminiscent of Spaghetti Westerns where you cut to wide just to establish again where everybody is in relationship to each other, mm -hmm. the first panel. And then you get the like classic Spaghetti Western show off with sort of the, no, like it's like, a, it's like a medium shot of, um, I'm, I think this is Thomas Wayne right here, right? Yes. Um, and then, then of course it's like the classic gunslinger on this on the third panel where it's like of the hand um by the side almost like he's getting ready to draw and then with batman beyond that and then the second one is uh it's sort of funny to see them like all of a sudden really close together 
So during this time of the close-ups, they've been moving and the geography has sort of gotten to, like, you know, they've gotten closer. And then of course the final panel is the, you know, the draw. And yeah. Uh, I'll, yeah. So um, I really like this page, but I do have one thought here that the way that they switch positions, uh, if you look at panel one, Batman's yeah. to the left, Thomas is to the, is to the uh to the right and i wonder yeah. if it would be and i know that we read left to right so and and batman is the first one to speak so he needs to be to the left but i i wonder if um this is breaking the 180 degree rule yeah if they so, didn't move around each other and it doesn't it does not um seem to you know uh you know, there, there doesn't seem to be any indication that they did walk around each other um, because of those three middle, like, you know, the three panels in the middle of the page. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, this is breaking that, so, which is interesting uh, that they started, that the first panel starts the way it does. But what's also, like, as comic readers for so long, we kind of, like, anticipate that camera like yeah. rotating on its own without it, without having to be told that it, that it is. So, um, yeah, maybe that's little, what, yeah, get a little bit of that. Um, but I, I just wonder if, if we took that top panel and we flipped the positions of Thomas and Bruce, like how much more symmetry we would have gotten on that, on that page. I would actually switch the, the middle of the of the third panel actually and i think it would flow a little better um if you had batman on the right side of the panel instead because then you would almost get a sort of circular motion um switching into like you know that they're they're switching places now but you wouldn't have as harsh of a turn as the fourth panel does that make sense so you're talking about like the, as we talked about the, the classic gunslinger, I'm getting ready to yeah. draw my guns. Like if like, instead of the silhouette of Thomas, we saw the silhouette of Bruce and we saw, we saw Thomas sort of shown in, in detail. I would actually do it. No, I would have it be um, Thomas's right hand actually on the left side of the panel and then Batman on the right side. So it would just be reversed. The panel would be reversed. Yeah, and you know what? I really like that because then when we went to panel four, they would, yeah. be, they would be in the same, same, same positioning. So we would sort of, in our mind, as we're thinking about that camera rotating, yeah. that we, go, we go standoff, Thomas moving, and then Thomas is uh, on the other side. So no, I actually like that as well. Yeah, and you could have, and and even on this page, you have a a section lined up with, you know, you have the 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 on, on the second, sorry, on the third and fourth panel, the Thomas, you know, Thomas's left hand, and then Thomas's profile on the panel afterwards is lined up with where Thomas is on the the first panel on the, the wide shot, mm -hmm. right? And I think actually, yeah, it would be better. I mean, but again, I'm not professional. Like, I think this page works fine, but I'm yeah. almost wondering what it would look like if you reversed that panel in the middle. I think I might do that in Photoshop just to see what it looks like. 
No, no, I agree with you. This is just us sort of uh, brain yeah. possibilities. No, but this page is this page is pretty amazing, and uh, you know it builds anticipation so well. Yeah, it's it's the classic standoff, and then at the bottom we get we get the payoff, and you know a couple of times prior to this we've talked about the the uh, um, the borderless panel that like slows you down, and, and yeah. that's what we get here. And we get the you go we get the sound effect we get the action and and we get the strike so it's it's that's the 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 key moment and that's where we that's where we spend most of our time with our eye it's sort of like oh. the first four beats are very quick and then sort of yeah. like that's the uh, the aftermath of the the standoff and I like how the sound effect the pow is uh, almost too big for the panel like it's almost going off the page. Mm-hmm. And there's that nice impact where, you know, where Thomas's fist met uh, met Batman's face, but Batman's face isn't there anymore. It's just the motion line off of Batman falling back, and again from moving from left to right off the page. I love it when comics do that. I mean, that's just one of my favorite things about comics is that sort of like you know following like you know this is where it was at one point and now it's not there anymore. You know. Uh, that's sort of a stupid way of saying it, but it's you know it's uh, it's something I really enjoy about comics and uh, especially action comics in general. No, what you're saying is 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 on point. That like you know this is one static image, but we are seeing we're seeing two to three things happening. We're seeing the impact yeah. of the punch. We're seeing sort of uh, the 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 fall of the of Batman as he falls from the impact of the punch. So you're correct that, that, you know, um, this is what you do with comics is you present us with one static image, but we see two to three things happening in that, in that one, one image. So no, I agree there. And he's falling off the page, which is going to allow us again to take the, the page turn to see what happens next. Yeah. Yeah. That last panel is pretty great. Um, I love, uh, I also like that uh, clearly the, that, um, that, uh, Jorge Fornes drew the, the sound effect in, you know, mm-hmm. rather than just have the letterer put it in. I always like to see artists do that as well. And we also get a bit of a, uh, a color tone shift. You know, we were, yeah. we were very muted and, and dark as they were in Wayne Manor. And then, um, you know, both figures there sort of, illuminated with that that red color that ties into that pow uh sound effect in the back so that that ties that all in there and again it it leads to uh the impact and the you know the tone change of of the of the strike there yeah i love that yeah that's a great you know that's a great way to know that like you know it's kicked off it just makes it more intense it does yeah it really does all right, so you want to go? Uh, yeah, also, oh, sorry, I was just going to say I love uh, the dynamic uh, like uh, foreshortening on this last panel. And we'll get into foreshortening on the next page as well um, of the, the character of the fist. And, uh, yeah, it's just a good classic action panel. All right, so speaking of that, let's look at the, the last page. And this is from the, the newly announced uh, Firepower, which is going to be from... Uh, Robert Kirkman with art by Chris Somney and colors by uh, Matt Wilson. So 
Um, this book comes out in May, but we got a free a uh, couple of uh, preview pages, and we'll we'll put a link in our show notes to uh, to this. But this is this going to be uh, I think this is going to be a pretty big book, and I'm pretty excited for Somni to get a chance to uh, to work with Kirkman. Also, to you know, Somni arguably is the best comic fight drawer, you know, because of the stuff he's done with Mark Wade on Captain America and on Black Widow. And on, on Daredevil, yeah, he's he's phenomenal when it comes to martial arts stuff. And that this is a book solely focused on martial arts is awesome. Yeah, and he's like one of those artists where it's the um, it's the the almost. I don't know if I'm saying this right, but sort of like the less is more. It's not yeah. the it's not the hyper detailed, uh, you know, cross hatching. It's it's very much shapes moving uh together so no this is this is a very good match uh here between um artist and then in subject matter yeah i really liked uh returning to these 10 pages that were in the article um announcing this book uh i I just poured over them over and over again so i'm definitely gonna buy the first issue when it comes out um it's it's a pretty spectacular fight scene that they that they gave in the preview with a lot of what's you know what's great about what Somni does in his composition. Um but what's interesting is that like, you know, you were right about like, you know, he is very minimal in his like, you know, character details, but at the same time there's still so much going on. Like there's so many intricacies mm-hmm. to how they're posed on this page. And uh, we'll get into that of course and just shows how like, you know, Somni's an expert at this stuff, but also it's like, it's what's, what's interesting about this. And again, about the first page that we talked about and the second page we talked about. Um, and throughout the sequence, Somni doesn't drop off the background as much as you'd think he would in a fight scene, even though he's established, well-established the architecture, the geography of the fight scene. Mm -hmm. Um, but still like, you know, there are, there are pages in here where I was like, wow, he, he actually drew that in where he could have just, you know, had a blank, you know, background. And, uh, I thought that, I thought that was cool. Yeah. And, uh, we certainly have a lot of the, the motion lines to, 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 yeah. to move the eye. Um, first panel's wide and we get the scope of, at least for this page, we get the scope of where everybody is. And, you know, we're almost at like that moment of, of impact as the two fighters come together. Yeah, I like um, another way of like, you know, making something epic too is always to add in like a, a crowd watching mm-hmm. things, right? There's always some, you know, like, uh, so this is like, you know, this book is lining itself to be epic and basically having a bunch of people all of a sudden gathering around this crowd adds to the scope of it. And the pages leading up to this have also added to the scope. Like, you know, there was this wonderful splash page. And then there were a couple. This is this page has, uh, uh, sorry, it has seven panels on it. Yeah, I'm seeing that correctly. Um, seven panels. But, like, before this was very minimal, very a lot of wide shots, a lot of, like, you know, like maybe three, four panel pages. And um, this one has seven. And, uh, but still you feel a scope to this fight mm-hmm. and um even though it's just two guys fighting basic you know not basic martial arts but just 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 like you know it's a, it's a martial arts fight you know there's no superpowers involved it's just a you know 
it's what it's it's a fight but there's still a sense of like epicness to it basically by adding in a crowd yeah and uh you know we certainly as we talked we we get a lot of uh lines of of people pointing at yeah people so like on that top one the 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 figure that's jumping at the the figure you know he's pointed down at him and we move down to the to the next panel so there's 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 a lot of that there mm-hmm. and then there's a and then the, and then you have the sort of the the one two sort of combinations in the middle there yeah i like how but also like we talked about there's this clear center to the action Mm-hmm. And that's something I've probably brought it up on the podcast before, but like uh, George Miller on um, Mad Max Fury Road, when he was directing the action in that shots, he would say, put the action in the crosshairs to okay. the cinematographer, basically so that they could cut fast on movement, but the audience would be able to follow everything that's going on by keeping it centered. So by having, you know, the action is always in the center of this page. Like, you know, like the, the panels are smaller, which makes it easier to do that, of course, but it's all centered, you know, like, again, like we talked about, and again, it keeps your eye moving fast, understanding, moving on, you know, like we, like we talked about earlier in this episode. So one thing I find interesting looking at this is if we look at that fourth panel, mm-hmm. like not knowing anything about this story, when we look at that fourth panel, I can clearly pick out the individual in that crowd yeah. that I'm supposed to be focused on. Yeah. I love that. That's, yeah. That's, I was hoping we talk about that. That's, that's, that's pretty cool. Like, and that's, again, that's show don't tell Then you know, it's yeah. not all like, look at this guy here. Like, you know, we just get a crowd shot and you instantly looking at that, that fourth panel and you're like, you know, what's the deal with that dude right there? Like what's, what, what is he up to? So that, that's pretty cool. Yeah, like a like a book in a Scooby Doo cartoon that's like, you know, not painted into the background, you know? Mm-hmm. Like it's almost the same sort of, you know, principle here that like all the characters around are very heavily rendered, you know, fleshed out. They have these deep dark inks on their faces and on their clothing in this panel. But then you have the main character who's not as rendered, you know? Mm-hmm. Like he he really sticks out. And uh, it also sort of plays into the thing we talk about a lot, which is like the 70-30 rule, right? You know? Yeah. There's one thing that the 30% that it isn't, your eye is going to be drawn to that. I like that. Yeah. So, um, and then we we finish with sort of three uh, action-packed sort of striking uh, movements. And again, that's, again, they're all sort of centered. You know, we we have the the character to the left, and he's leftmost, and those those bottom three. Then in the middle, they come together, and then to the right, we see that character sort of blocking blocking those blows. So, um, again, that's more uh, centering the the images, centering the characters on the page. So that that that's pretty cool. Yeah, I love the you know um, you know Somni's clearly researched martial arts so this all looks very authentic and uh but when one of the other things i really love about these three panels is um i love his use of lines right here mm-hmm. you know uh the lines like you know even his outlines they all follow like this one like motion 
you know, like if the arm is moving, all the lines on the arm, like the shadows, everything followed that movement. So it, cre it creates this like motion blur. Mm -hmm. It's pretty great. And you see that on the last panel of this page with the hand blocking the blows. Like I love that like all the lines are like, you know, are, are not really necessarily like speed lines in the typical sense of just jagged, you know, going down, following the, like, you know, the motion. So you understand which direction the character came like the character's motion came from in which direction it's going it's that's something that i really love to see in comics uh daniel warren johnson does that really well in his books as well and uh you know but he's a lot more cartoony with his stuff and it's it's like you know somni you can tell is very meticulously anatomic in his drawings yeah and i feel like with these bottom three um panels like the the leftmost one like the they're not quite motion lines but they're yeah. the that left one is you feel like that one's faster and then the one to the right you kind of feel like that's slowed down a little bit because the the lines aren't as clean and then you also actually see it's sort of like a combination like one two movement because it has yeah. the it has the the two lines so again you have a static image but we feel like it's doing two things. It's, you know, block one, block two. Um, right. So again, that's, that's comic book uh, storytelling showing us two movements in one still image. So again, it's, yeah, that's, that's, as we've talked about, there's a, there's a lot of things you can do if you, if you do them the right way and this is being done the right way. Yeah. And again, not to get too nerdy about this kind of stuff, but like, um, when you're doing action sequences and stuff like that. Um, I think Jackie Chan did it. Bruce Lee did it where like, you know, you, 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 uh, you kind of like, you know, you want to have poses mm -hmm. in between moves, that kind of stuff. And that was something Bruce Lee would do. Like, that's why he would like pause, like on like the finishing move, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And it makes an action sequence so much more memorable where you have those like iconic poses being struck. That's sort of what I'm reminded of when I look at these panels. Like there are these, you know, again, moment to moment, this is static images, but they create this memorable fight sequence, you know, that really stands out as something spectacular. And I think Somni's really good at that as posing characters to mm -hmm. the point where you're like, yeah, I don't just speed over this. Like I'm, I read it at the pace it's intended to be read at, but I'm also not forgetting it two panels later, you know. And uh, I know the, the main goal, of course, of, of storytelling is to make sure that your story is understandable. But if you can make it understandable, but also memorable at the same time, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. No, and like a lot of like that Daredevil fighting was sort of, um, you know, with Daredevil, he's, he's a guy relying on that, uh, that radar sense. So he's sort right. of positioning himself. And you, you see a lot of that here. So that was probably... Uh, I'm guessing that was, uh, you know, a skill that he developed doing those Daredevil books that he's just transferring over here to sort of position everybody the way they need to be. Yeah, I it's uh yeah, I'd, I'd love to learn more about Somni's process and to do an episode like an artist, you know, uh, like you know, an artist edition where we talk about his work because he's he's a pretty spectacular artist in the field. Well, the uh, the invitation is open, Chris. Anytime you 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 want to come on, we're we're ready to we're ready. Yeah, to I would love to talk to you, Chris. So, um, so do you have any uh, final thoughts here on these pages before we uh, close out? 
A lot of commonalities, which I was very surprised about that I didn't think about before, but I really like that they sort of all came together and maybe it's just what was on our minds. But I, I do like these sort of unifying principles throughout mm-hmm. mainstream comics. And uh, that's something I love, you know, going over on this podcast. Yeah, I, I agree. I didn't really, um, you know, I, I had picked three of these four and I didn't realize um, when I did it that there was so much uh, in common. There's a lot of, you know, wide to to close and there's a lot of, uh, you know, left or right symmetry um, that, that we discussed here. So I think that worked yeah. out pretty well. Yeah, I think so, too. All right. So I'd like to thank everybody for, for listening. Um, if anybody would like to see these pages that we broke down, we're going to put those on our social media. Um, you can check those out at Twitter at construct Compod, um, Instagram at constructing comics pod, Facebook constructing comics, and we will put this up on YouTube. Um, so you, you can see the pages. Um, and that will also be uh, YouTube constructing comics like to thank everybody for joining us and we'll be back with a another episode very soon um and uh thanks everybody and go out there and uh make some comics